Welcome to the Kiss My Crown podcast. Now, this is the place for women who want to have it all and then some. This is about mindset. This is about manifestation and everything in between. My job here is to empower you to become the queen of your world, just like you deserve to be. I'm your host, Natasha Mundy. Hello, my beautiful queens, and welcome to this week's episode of the Kiss My Crown podcast. As always, thank you so much for allowing me to be in your space today and to be a part of your journey for whatever this day may bring you. And I hope it is a fabulous one. But, you know, I I don't know. I start every episode like this and I just tell you that your time is precious. What you consume is sacred and you know, the fact that you're letting me into your world and part of your journey is, it's a big deal. So I hope you realize that and, you know, thank you for allowing me to be that way. So this week's episode, we are actually going to be, you know, basically we're just finishing it off what we've been speaking about for the last three weeks. So, you know, when we're talking about the divine feminine, the divine masculine, toxic femininity and masculinity. And, you know, and I guess today we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, balancing both and, you know, just wrapping it all up in a messy little bow because, you know, life's not a perfect little bow. So, (laughs) you know me, messy, raw, unedited, this is what it is. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So what has been going on in my world? Wow, I am in deep creation mode because... I have got the passion to talk about all things self-love, which includes developing a course around self-love. I just want you to think about, like, if you loved yourself and you were taught to love yourself from a really, really young age, what choices would you make differently than what you did? You know, it's, it's such a powerful thing because, you know, especially as women, we really get you know, almost held back a little bit, you know, by being told we're not enough. And if, you know, the opposite was told and we were told that we were enough and we believed it and, you know, and we loved ourselves to our core, how different would your life be? And, you know, the point of this is just to empower women to to come to that realization. So I'm really, really excited about that. Um, I have started catching up with one of my besties and we are now doing business catch up so we're doing well like accountability to one another every month and going in with our goals and I just think when you work like when you have your own business and you work for yourself and you don't have a team that um you know sometimes that little like accountability and stuff can go missing so just to have that and you know with somebody and be able to work through it and get out of the house and yeah, it's just like, it's really, really cool. And I'm really, really, really loving it. So, and I will bring her, this is my friend, Teresa, and she is amazing and she has her own business and I will definitely bring her onto the podcast soon so you can meet her too. All right, let's get stuck into it. I am running free on this one. So speaking from the heart, speaking from the mind, just whatever's going to come out of my mouth is going to come out of my mouth I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing but you know we're just we're just going to go with it tonight so you know the last episode we actually finished up on the toxic um, femininity and misogyny which I thought was you know really 
you know, interesting that sometimes the two, and same with the toxic masculine, that sort of that, that toxic side really falls in line with um, misogyny as well. And, you know, like it's just, it's, it's a funny thing because, you know, sometimes I think that feminism gets such a bad rap because, you know, I think it's very much confused with, you know, what can be toxic femininity and, um, yeah, and, and that sort of toxic masculinity as well. So it's, it's a big thing. But the one thing, right, that I think is so important, you know, like it, it, we, we realize that is the divine where we want to be, right? And we want to have a balance between that divine feminine because, you know, you absolutely, especially, you know, if you do, um, like I say, like this is not a gender thing. This is an energy thing. And if you identify, I guess, with that energy more, then that's really the energy that you should be spending more of your time in. And, you know, and if you identify with a different energy or, you know, say the more masculine energy, you know, and, and you sort of, yeah, identify that way, then then that's probably where you'll spend a bit more of your time. But it is really, really important to have that balance. And I've spoken over multiple episodes about, you know, when you don't have that balance um, and when you suppress yourself and your feelings and your energy and, you know, you kind of, you know, we get taught to suppress our feminine energy definitely and not be emotional and, you know, and to hide that and to not show that weakness. When you when you live like that, it does manifest itself in other ways, that suppression. So, and, and that's a big thing for me. And, you know, what I've noticed is that, you know, I've really come to the point of deciding that, and it's not even deciding, it's just, just knowing, like a deep knowing now that, you know, a lot of my physical illness issues have been or are a manifestation of, you know, living in that masculine, suppressing the feminine and just, you know, it's just basically being burnt out and, you know, and it causes those sort of issues. And, and there's so many different issues that, you know, being out of alignment with the energy that you need to be in or suppressing one over the other or being in one more than the other, you, you know, this is this is how it manifests and can be so many different ways as well. Like for me, like I said, mine was burnout. Mine was exhaustion. Mine was, you know, sort of autoimmune disease. It's not autoimmune disease. It's, it's not a yes. It's not a no. Your body's trying to do something, but we, we don't know what, and we don't know why. And, you know, and then the, oh, you know, like, and trying to, you know, put all these labels on it when really, it was just the fact that I was just so deep into my masculine and I wasn't listening to my feminine at all. And I was in this hustle and grind and thinking that that's the way that it had to be because that's what I was taught is the way that it had to be. And, you know, it's only been now that I have, you know, grown to a point of really starting to question that and to realize it doesn't have to be that way. And in fact, it can be any way that I choose it to be. And that is such a powerful thing because I get to choose what my future looks like. I get to choose what my present moment looks like. 
and and I choose I get to choose what stories I want to you know grow up and and live by and, and believe in and you know everything is nothing but a story that we've learned to associate some meaning to it well you know like I don't think that it is an accident that we you know like I don't know call me crazy here but I sort of feel like as a collective what I see out in the world at the moment like there's like some awful shit going on in the world let's not deny that um and I think you know the world is almost at the worst that it's ever been but at the same time that I see that what I also see is a huge amount of people like a collective who seem to be going through their own spiritual awakening as well and you know and and learning to you know question everything like why does it have to be done that way why why do we have to hustle why do we have to grind why do I have to work nine to five like you know we're starting to question like surely surely there's another way you know and and I don't think that that's a coincidence and you know and I think that I am a part of that collective and and if you're listening to this I would say that you're part of that collective too because you know I know that this is going to go out to people who need to hear it and who are on that journey as well so you know like you know and and that's what I'm saying so it is so empowering but what's really empowering is to see other people going through it as well that it's a collective um, because it just feels like there's so much more opportunity for more change I think the other really powerful thing about this and you know something that I'm really realizing too is about breaking generational curses because quite frankly you know when we've been acting out of our toxic feminine and masculine this is to do with generational uh, courses curses because this is stuff that our parents have been taught that's been handed down to us it's been handed down to us and it's all sort of this societal conditioning that just goes on for generations and you know, and then we have systems, you know, in place that sort of back this up. And, you know, like it has to stop somewhere, right? And and I think that's what's really, really important with this sort of stuff and this sort of self-actualization or realization is is realizing that you actually have the power to change future generations um, by the choices that you make so that we're not having to go through this with their generations as well and especially when you know if you've got children or you know nieces or nephews or godkids or anything like that and you start to realize how responsible you are and when you go through this sort of awakening is you can't unsee it um you know and that's a bit confronting right because you know once you when you can't unsee it then you know you sort of like you're responsible for doing something about it and, you know, my choices are to either continue on the curses or I break them, you know, and, you know, like, I don't, I don't want to see another generation of damaged boys, you know, that don't cry, you've got to be strong, you know, like, if you really sit back and see what that sort of um, message does to a man internally you know a feel you know like a feeling like they're not allowed to have their feelings and that they have to be the strong ones for the family and the and the sort of breadwinners and, and stuff like that like you know as much as 
you know, from a, a female perspective, you know, we, we've had it pretty tough, right? But, you know, like the men have to live up to this sort of expectation of, of what they should be. And, you know, when in reality, I think that we all just want a bit of equality, right? You know, they don't, they don't want to be, they don't want all the pressure put on their shoulders. Just like we don't want everything taken, you know, like all the pressure taken away from us so that we don't even get to make a decision. You know, we want this balance. And, you know, and it's the same when we talk about, I guess, what we would call gender roles within the home. You know, like, it is, you know, like those gender roles are, you know, oh, a woman should cook or a woman should clean. You know, well... Yeah, cool. That was fine in the 1950s when the when the woman was at home raising the children and at home with them. But, you know, that's not how it is anymore. And so we, we need to take away that those are gender roles, like the home roles, because like, now they're just shared roles, right? And we, we need to teach our new, you know, our next generation that, you know, work around the home is not women's work. It's everyone's work. Um, cooking is not woman's a woman's work unless she wants it to be. It's everyone's work, right? It's just things like that that we need to, you know, start breaking those curses. You know, like, you know, like if if I see my son who's upset, I'm I'm never going to tell him, "Don't cry, boys, don't cry." No, you know, because, and and this is not just like a, a you know being a boy mom. This is like any child, you know, if we're telling them not to cry because I think about how many times I was told not to cry and not to feel my feelings. And, you know, it's literally taken me now at 39 years old where I have to actually unlearn everything that I've learned about not showing emotions where I, you know, at this point in my time, I feel like I've gotten to the point where I've literally, and I said this the other episode, like, like in the vampire diaries when they switch off their humanity, that's what it feels like, you know, because I've spent my whole life not being, not feeling like I'm allowed to feel these feelings. So I've just switched them off. I've turned them off. They've been a weakness and I don't want to be weak. So I've just turned them off. You know, at 39 years old, that's a lot of unlearning to do, right? It is a lot of unlearning to do. And, you know, now it's this year and this year in particular, like I said, you know, like this is why we're talking about this in the podcast, because it's what I've been going through this year of learning to tap into my divine feminine but what it really was, was learning to experience for the you know first time in a really long time, my emotions, you know, like allowing myself, you know, if I'm sad, that I have permission to be sad. And if I'm happy, I can be happy. If I feel silly, I can be silly. If I'm envious, I'm envious. If I'm, you know, like, and I think, you know, like, and this is the funny thing, you know, like, right, so we were taught not to feel our emotions. And then, you know, then there's been this whole sort of toxic positivity movement where it's just like, just be happy and good vibes only. Now, whilst, you know, I believe in high vibes and stuff like that, but I don't believe in putting, you know, not facing issues because of the high vibes. Like, and I definitely was doing that before. I was like, oh, no, just be positive, just be positive. I was definitely a victim of that. A mentality but obviously growing through that mentality now it's like realizing that to get to the high vibe zone is that I need to work through which you know what's a low vibe zone 
You know, like I got to work through that. If there's something that's, if I'm not feeling high vibe, I need to now, and I'm allowed to, and I give myself permission to, is to feel those feelings. You know, if I feel disappointed, I'm disappointed. If I'm sad, I'm sad, you know, and it's like, because once I feel those feelings and I go through those feelings, then I get into that, that high vibe zone. And it's funny because, you know, when you do things like, you know, toxic positivity and you're like, good vibes only. And you just like putting on a smile all the time and you're just acting like everything is okay. And trust me, I've been there. Um, it doesn't feel the same as, you know, when you work through your emotions to get to high vibe, you know, so good vibes only and high vibe are two very different things, right? Because, you know, the high vibe, you've done the work to be there. And so when you're there, you're actually there, you're content and you're at peace because you've dealt with all the other shit that's going on instead of burying your head in the sand about it. So these are, you know, like, you know, really, really important, but, you know, I just feel like this at 39 years old shouldn't be something that I'm learning now, right? Or learning what my emotions are and how to to feel through them. Like I'm allowed to be upset. I'm allowed to be angry. I'm allowed to be whatever it is that I want to be. And that's okay. So, and it's funny because, you know, for me, even talking about emotions, like I, I feel like I'm getting better at it now, but I still... I mean, you can tell, like, you know, the way I'm trying to articulate it is it's still new to me um, and it's still a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, I'm definitely better at doing it in the privacy of my own home. But, you know, a perfect example the other day was I was having a bit of a low day in general just because we'd had, you know, we're just waiting for our land to be ready for our house and some days it's good, some days it feels like it's being pushed back and, and you know, it can be a little bit tough. And when I got to my day job, I found out that I like the security guard that's worked there for seven years or, you know, and obviously been there since the day that I started. Um, and who lives not too far from where I live and, and like, you know, like the guy's like a work dad to me and, you know, he's going to retire, and which is fantastic for him because he gets to go retire, go be with his family, go play with his grandkids and just all this incredible stuff that he just obviously deserves to do and and that side of things I am so incredibly happy for him but at the same time it was just a little bit heartbreaking you know because it was sad because I knew that you know somebody that I see every week you know like multiple times every week is just not going to be there anymore and 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 it was sad and I think for the first time in a long time too that you know my son, I said, you know, how was your day today? And we were at the dinner table and I said, you know what? I didn't have a great day today because, you know, somebody that I'm really close with at work is leaving and, and is going to move away. And I'm sad about that. And, you know, and I, you know, and I, and I cried at the dinner table over it because, you know, it was sad. And I just, instead of putting on a brave face about it, and you know sort of suppressing it and just pretending that I was okay I just didn't and I just felt into it and you know and in the past I think you know what I would have done too is that I've I've learned very quickly from a young age how to really shut things or, or people out when they got when it was too much or feelings were too much or 
you know, like if somebody was going to leave my life like that, then I would just sort of, you know, cut myself off to them, you know, because it would hurt too much to, to think of, you know, like it's just almost, you know, like I, I, I could be quick to strike people out of my life like that because it was just easier than having to deal with the feeling of loss or, you know, loneliness or not having them a part of your life anymore. And I, and and I think maybe perhaps I learned that through, you know, losing people that I love as well is that it just, it hurts and it hurts a lot and it hurts for a really long time. And, you know, so for me, sometimes it was just switching that off or, you know, if somebody left, it was just easy to forget about them. And so this time, it was funny because, you know, this time in this particular person, like I said, he's like a work dad and I've just reached out and I'm like, I want your phone number because I would like to stay in contact. I'd like to hear about your kids and your grandkids and how much you're enjoying where you are right now and what you're doing. And every time you're like kicking back, relaxing with, you know, a gym beam or something, you know, like, and just really, and and I think I did that because I could allow myself to to work through that feeling and not have it been so finite um and that's a huge thing like these are all huge things you know and for some people you know like you know when I look at like human design and stuff like that I am a manifesting generator I am sacral and I am non-emotional um and that's just you know that's sort of that human design makeup so when we're actually, you know, doing this sort of stuff, it's just like, whoa. But let me tell you as well, like, so obviously I've been experimenting for this for quite a little while now. And especially since I've had COVID is that I now, you know, I'm doing so much more resting. And I definitely find like, for example, on Monday, it was like Connor's last day of school holidays. So I had the day off and I want to do stuff with him when we went to Ikea and we went to the zoo and then we went food shopping and we did all this, all this stuff. And I was just like, by the end of it, I was just yeah, like not good um, because I just had given too much and it really taken too much energy out of me. And there was a lot of peopling as well, like being around lots and lots of people, which is something that I'm struggling with at the moment. Um, don't get me wrong, like I'm quite social and I love being, you know, like, and, and obviously I work in retail, like I, I, I am a social person, but at the same time, sometimes I have a bit of a quota and, and on Monday I definitely sort of, you know, depleted that energy and met that quota and, and really had planned too much stuff in one day. And, you know, and, and that's something that I've, you know, come into after, tapping into this divine feminine and really being in my flow and just working out you know when you know when to sort of go for things and when not to and this is where I need to now that I've been really heavily into that divine feminine is now I need to come back to balance um so I do think that I will continue to be like there's a I will always be now leaning into stronger feminine energy because I love it there. I love the flow and I love the freedom and I love um, the sensuality and I love being fluid and flexible and, I don't know, connected and intuitive and creative. I love that part of everything. 
But when we need to now come back into balance is because I'm going to need some of that masculine energy to, you know, get some other stuff done as well, you know, like and just feel really grounded and, you know, get moving on making my course that I'm making and, you know, doing that sort of business side of things. Um, But now I'm realizing, you know, about doing concentrated bursts of that sort of workload, right? You know, where I can go, okay, I'm going to allow the next two hours to batching content or I'm going to, you know, like every Wednesday night I'm going to, you know, take an hour to record my podcast or whatever it needs to be. But instead of it taking up all of my life is doing it in much more concentrated bursts of energy, Um, distraction free, of course, and away we go. And using my masculine energy that most, you know, but balancing the both. So using my feminine creative and let that flow out of me. But, you know, using, you know, that masculine in the sense of being that, you know, I've got my goal and this is what I want to do. So just being that sort of driven and focused in that moment as well. And how, you know, how beautiful is that? You know, if you can harness both of those in just a moment, you know, and, you know, and this is why that balance is just it's so so important um you know you've got to have both you can't have one without the other you know it's there are so many universal laws of the universe that talk about this so whether it is you know the law of genders the law of polarity the law of you know rhythm um everything is all about that sort of flow and one you have you can't have one without the other you know like the yin and the yang the dusk and the dawn, the night and the day, the winter and the summer, like you have to go, you need to find that balance of both of of both of them. And I would really, really encourage you to look at your own life and to see, you know, where you are between your feminine and your masculine energy and, and to see, you know, is there one that's stronger than the other at the moment is there a way that you can balance them a little bit more just have a look at that sort of stuff and as well like if you have any men in your life look at how you can encourage the divine masculine in them as well um you know maybe this is you know a journey that you can do together because you know like the divine masculine honors the divine feminine they complement each other um and you know, like, so, I don't know, if you're raising little boys, you know, I know with Connor, I've got him at the moment watching Atlas of the Heart with me by Brene Brown because I'm trying to, one, learn emotions myself and not just, like, your standard sort of happy, sad, pissed off, but, you know, the full vocabulary and the full range of sort of emotion that we actually have, which is so much deeper than what we realize. Um, but, you know, teaching Connor to how to communicate those emotions and to know that it's okay to feel those emotions as well. And, you know, the biggest thing when we're looking at stopping generational curses, how you are, you know, like you get to be the role model in your life so whether that is your you know whether you're role modeling for your children or you're role modeling mo- role modeling for other women or 
you know, at work or with your partner or, you know, family, however that may look, like you don't ever know, like you will never realize that you are actually out there inspiring other people. So, you know, look at that moment when you role model because you get to, you have the power to change the story for that next generation. So, you know, I've done that for a really long time with Connor where I, you know, I've always wanted and I have a lot you know, role modeled that sort of very strong female lead, so to speak. Um, you know, I, I've definitely role modeled equality, you know, whether that's been to the point of a fault, especially through wrestling and, you know, having Connor, you know, sitting there watching me wrestle these boys, you know, like he thinks I'm just as much of a superhero as those guys are, you know, like, that was a pretty cool thing right but you know teaching him as well that there's not gender roles in the house you know Connor has his chores in the house that he does to help out because the way that we look at it with the house and the housework and things like that it's not about that's my job that's dad's job that's you know like not as a gender specific you know like you know it's like I look after dinner x amount nights of the week because they're the nights that I'm home the other nights my hubby looks after dinner because they're the nights that he's home um, you know, I'll put the washing on, hubby will hang the washing out because he's here. Connor's job is to empty the dishwasher. It's just, you know, like these are just, these are just jobs that need to be done and they're not based on a gender. And that's definitely something that we are teaching Connor and we do it because we help each other out because we're a team and we want to be in a nice environment. So it's not about, you know, woman's work, man's work. We don't have that in our house. Um, we just have work. <laughs> plain boring old work and you know and then also you know and then do not get me wrong because when we move you know a lot of that housework science times uh side of things will get done by a cleaner because i ain't got time for that i ain't got time for that i'm busy building a business i'm busy building an empire so if there's things that you can delegate bloody delegate so I just sort of wanted to wrap everything up that we had been speaking about because it was quite a little in-depth, you know, topic of, you know, this sort of divine femininity. And it's funny because when I started with this, it's like, I'd obviously I had heard of your divine feminine and that's where I went and that's what I discovered. And I've been discovering that over, you know, the past five months this year as it was anyway. And you know, through that discovery, realizing that there's also a divine masculine, which is something that's not spoken about very often. So I thought it was really important that we do speak about it in this mini series. So if you did miss that one, that was obviously, I think episode two in that in this series was about the divine masculine and, and, and toxic masculinity. Um, you know, like it's just, it's really important because there is a collective awakening going and that is both feminine and masculine. We don't, we don't want what we've got anymore. You know, there's so many people out there questioning it, you know, like why are we working for other people and making them millions of dollars and being poor ourselves? Like we're starting to question that sort of shit. And it's really, really important. And, you know, and same thing, you know, of the hustle and grind and, and you know, really like, why am I doing that? Why am I working all these hours and not getting paid to do it? Like, no. And we're starting to realize like how important creativity and innovation is and, you know, things like that. We're starting to really honor that. And it's a beautiful thing. It's starting off small. You might not notice it, but in the circles that I run in, I definitely notice it. 
And, you know, and I think it's really, really empowering. So just remember that you have the power. You have the power to change um, the stories. You have the power to break the generational curses. Even if it's just stepping up and going, no, I will not do this anymore. Or I will not be treated like this anymore. Or that is not my reality. Um, I am no longer. I love this one. I love this one. All right, I'm going to give this one to you. This is your homework. I am no longer available to whatever doesn't serve me. Like I am no longer available to be taken for granted. I am no longer available to live a life where I live paycheck to paycheck. And I am no longer available to scratch and claw, you know, and, you know, work myself to death for somebody else. Like whatever it may be really look at what it is that you are no longer available for because that will then also help you to to work out what it is that you are available for like because it doesn't have to be that way you know you don't have to work hard just to make ends meet it can you know money can flow to you effortlessly and easily it's just that you need to rewire your brain and start telling yourself that story and this is where that sort of tapping into that energy really comes into because you'll start to question and realize everything's stories but you'll start to question and realize like hey it doesn't have to be this way I don't have to be in my toxic masculine to to get ahead I don't need to bring other people down for my light to shine brighter like it doesn't have to be that way all right oh my gosh it was a little bit of a tangent one today and I knew that it would be because you know I just sort of wanted to as I said wrap it all up and, you know, put a nice little messy bow on it because, you know, that's more fun than anything else. <laughs> um, I think next week we are going to start talking about manifestation. Because I think that I've probably like talked about manifestation, like what actually, you know, and the word manifestation is becoming so mainstream now, like everywhere like at my workplace you know like as you know like I work for the largest luxury conglomerate in the world and we've been given an app like it's it's like a the app's like you know like calm or you know like so those mindset apps it's an app like that and you know like and and this app talks a lot about manifesting and and things like that so it's it's starting to be so mainstream and I thought that maybe it's time to dive into it because as much as like I am all about mindset work like I love doing the work on your mindset and I feel that manifestation mindset just they go hand in hand with one another and I feel that they sort of are one another but you know people sometimes relate more to oh I've got to work on my mindset where they then hear manifestation they'll be like oh woo woo what's that you know like all the law of attraction or stuff like that then that's where they think it gets a bit um fucking weird I guess but in reality manifesting is just about mindset um and about you know like your words like your thoughts become your reality or your words become your reality and they really do but you know we teach our children this you know like about this sort of stuff without realizing it that it's actually manifestation so that's what we're going to get into and talk about and I'm actually really really excited about it because I'm going to give you my spin on manifestation I'm going to give you tips that work for me they're going to give you because you know like I've done 
manifestation courses I've studied manifestation for the last couple of years and there's some things that like you know like different and this is the big thing I'll say different things work for different people and with this it is not a one-size-fits-all approach it's definitely not you know you will find what works for you what resonates with you and what you don't like and what doesn't resonate with you at all and that is totally totally okay because that is the beauty of manifestation it is it's an art form and it's as individual and unique as you are so I really can't wait to start teaching you that stuff oh my god we're going there I'm going the full woo I'm really 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 excited about it but I will give you my tips and tricks the things that worked um yeah and we'll just we're going to get into it we are going to get into it I'm so excited all right well I'm going to see you in the next episode I hope you enjoy this little series and you know next week we're going to start our next series and it's going to be all things manifestation and god knows how many episodes that will go through because there is a lot to cover (laughs) in that but hey what the hell we've got the time right excellent well I hope you have a fantastic week and I will see you in the next episode thanks bye thank you so much for supporting the kiss my crown podcast you want to keep in touch or up to date with all things queen creations make sure you head over to the website of www.queencreationsdesign.com it is your one-stop shop for everything to do with queen creations